Hey guys, and welcome to the Creative Queso Podcast with Jennifer Perkins. Every episode, I'm hanging out and talking about the business of being creative and the creativity behind running a business. Today is no different. Y'all, I have made a lot of friends in my 20 years in the creative industry, but none of them are quite so sparkly and magical as Kathy Connell-Mario from The Crafty Chica. She is incredibly talented, not only in crafts, but also as an author, product designer, and small business owner. I know you guys will feel her good vibes and great information coming to your ears during this entire conversation that I am so excited to share with you. So let's jump right in. Okay, so after after a few minor technical difficulties like plugging in our headphones and turning on our volume, <laughs> we're here. We're ready to make the magic happen. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Jennifer? I am awesome. I'm so excited that just on a whim, I text you and I'm like, when are you going to be a guest on my podcast? And you're like, how about two hours? And then... <laughs> Like anybody else, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I need to do my research and plan. But since, <laughs> but since it's you, I'm like, oh, okay, I know her life story. I am I can do always ready. Anytime you need me, I am always ready. Or anything you have going on, I know it's always going to be fun and awesome. So oh, I will drop what I'm doing. Well, thank you. I'm so, you know, and I'll take any opportunity to sit in my dirty closet and talk to you. <laughs> so, well, it's funny because I was like wondering if your ears were burning because last week or week before I talked to um, Elena Flores and her husband, yes. Gerald, uh-huh. you know, them from So Taco yes, and So Bonita. I do too. We were talking about you. I was, cause I had like, for like prep work, I had listened to the episode of your podcast with Elena and yes. so yeah it was such a fun interview that's I did some research via oh, your good. podcast <laughs> awesome I know she was such a fun guest and now you got to be on my podcast too I know I know a big podcast fiesta for all I like it I'm feeling <laughs> it yeah they're super sweet so I was excited to talk to them okay well I I told you ahead of time I didn't want to do too much you know personal catch-up because personally nothing irritates me more than listening to a podcast in the first 20 minutes or old friends catching up and I'm like I'm not in on that inside yeah. show you know what I mean and yes. you're like, get to the good part already mm-hmm. like quit it they don't want to hear about our like how we've known each other since prehistoric days um so let me jump right in so I was reading your bio and I knew this about you anyway and it says you're a designer a speaker an author and Honestly, even though we're friends, it's like, it's hard for me to keep it all straight. Like, what are your current, what are your current job titles? Like, if if I were to see you on an elevator, what would you say yes. you do? You know, I sum it down to spreading the gospel of glitter in all ways imaginable. So I really do all those things. I juggle product design. I have a new line coming out this fall. And then I do speaking engagements for creative groups, conferences, women's groups. I now have a store in Phoenix, a physical boutique gallery gift shop. So I'm in there a couple days a week. I co-own it with my husband and a friend of ours. So I'm making stuff for that or promoting that. And then my blog. So I still have my website going, sharing creative motivation and making stuff to sell online, teaching workshops, uh, just all of it. (laughs) A lot of slices in this pie, you know? (laughs) I I mean, oh, I do know you and I are kindred spirits that way where it's always been like 1,700 different gigs. But, you know, I think that's one of the reasons like you and I have always been friends and gotten along is that you and I are a lot alike in that we've never found that like one craft like I want to do this one thing over yes. and over again for the you and I, I have know. always been like and today I'm going to paint and tomorrow I'm going to do ceramics and then the next day it's going to be I mosaics know. and you know I understand and I don't know what your take on it is but there has always been the dilemma professionally I've been told by professionals pick one lane and stay in there and do it well. And I understand that concept. I understand the benefits and the rewards that come from it. But 
I just, my spirit will not let me stay in one lane. It's like, I have to do all of these different random things. I think it's part of being a, a hyper creative. I know you're a hyper creative too. And you know what? I feel like I've almost like sacrificed that part of my professional career because I've never been able to just stay in one lane and drill down to one niche thing and Mm -hmm. go hard on it. I go through different segments where I will go through one thing for a month, but I strategize it out. I plan it out. So I know which one I'm going to be working on, but um, I just really like the variety of it. You know, the magic comes from the love and the excitement and the passion And if you don't have that, it's like, okay, let's go work in an office someplace, stapling papers or, you know, meetings. (laughs) Yeah, I never, I mean, if somebody were to say to me, like, what's the one craft you could do for the rest of your life? Like, I mean, it sends shivers down my spine. I'm like, don't make me choose between yarn and paint and glitter. Exactly. And it's weird. Like, I'll go, last week I was burning off anxiety and I went through 25 pounds of clay, like making stuff from clay. And then I switched like three nights later, I made a dozen of these fabric mason jar sleeves. <laughs> so I go right? from hard crafts to soft crafts. Like I, I do can't it all choose. The time. I know. I can't. I mean, I am the exact same way. That's why I feel your pain and like I see all the things. It's not a pain. I mean, it's a good thing, but I agree. It's you like hear a such... closet, a wardrobe, and your personality, yeah. like each different craft genre is a different outfit. And it's mm-hmm. like, what mood are we in today? Is it the black and white polka dot thing? Or is it the rainbow faux fur jacket? Like, it's never just one thing all the time. You have and to I'd like, like to say balance. for the record, I would wear those two things together. The rainbow yes, jacket. Yes, exactly. The <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, let's design a, a fashion line now. <laughs> I, pr- I probably honestly already have that outfit in my closet. So it's not it's not that hard to do. But no, I think, you know, and I've, I've wondered too, and I, this topic, that exact thing keeps coming up for me a lot. I think I talked to Elena and Gerald about it when I did the Sotaco episode, but I also just wrote a blog post about it because I was listening to a Gary Vanderchunk uh, podcast where he was kind of talking about being multidimensional, you know, and how he does like, he does like wine in a podcast in a video series and he like sells stuff on eBay that he finds at garage sales. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I joke that I have crafty ADD, but you know, I legit like, you know, am a card carrying member of the ADD community. And I think that, I think that crafty ADD is a real thing and it's fine. Yes. Yeah. And it really fits because crafting and making things comes from the emotions that we're feeling, you know, either we craft to make ourselves feel better or to make a gift for someone else or just to clear our mind and process things. So I think it's totally natural and organic that there would be a different craft to go with the different emotions that we have. Like if you've had a stressful day and you want to unload, maybe you pull out your journal and you write down the good things that happened that day. And then maybe you want to help with a local fundraiser in a church. So then you sit down and help sew, you know, 20 million mason jar sleeves maybe it's an (laughs) art show coming up and you've been practicing your eyes and nose and mouth and so you decide to you know enter make a piece for the art show there's so many different emotional reasons why we choose the crafts that we do and I I don't think it's ADD at all I think it's like just you know having a multi-dimensional life and personality and emotions and all of that. I'm sure even people no, that, who only do yarn, they probably spread out in different ways of doing yarn. Oh yeah, I'm sure. No, and I totally agree. It is a lot to do with like the state of mind I'm in, the mood. I mean, even mm-hmm. seasons can affect, yes. you know, when, when uh-huh. it's spring, I'm like turning everything into a planter. And right now yes. it's, it's winter. I use that term loosely in Austin because it's 75 degrees out, but you know, <laughs> I, I gravitate more towards like yarn and, yeah. Salt, you know, yeah. So all of those things definitely influence mine and obviously your crafty mood. Yes. Um, so with all that being said, like not only do you pivot in, you know, your craft mediums, but you also like me and like a lot of our friends like have pivoted 
in your career. You want to talk mm-hmm. a little on that? Like you, you, everything you do, even though you do a million crafts, they're all, you have a very distinct style and brand as the Crafty Chica. Like your stuff is very recognizable. So you may have done a bunch of different things, but we always know it's yours. But from time to time within your career, you know, you may not be setting up a booth at the Renegade Craft Fair right, anymore. You've right. pivoted into other things. So how has that worked out for you and happened? You know, I have really loved it because this is what happened. And I know we, again, we're so similar in our stories and everything. So we start off crafting, doing our blog, loving it, meeting people. We get hired for a speaking gig, get hired to teach a workshop, and then get hired for another gig, get hired for another workshop. And then one day I said, you know what? I am not giving enough credit to these other services that I've been providing. And once I sat down and I thought, wow, I did really good with speaking last year and I made good money at it. What if I put energy into making that part of my services that I offer? And once I did that and focused on it, then I thought, wow, here's a whole nother part of my brand that I can do. And the same with teaching workshops and not just staying within the craft community, but really branching out to different industries, like whether if it's um, women's empowerment or the, um, I work with the paint on pottery industry a lot, you know, when you go into a paint on pottery store mm-hmm. and social media conferences, um, Voto Latino, like all different areas, because again, we're multidimensional and we fit these different, um, slices of life that are going mm-hmm. on. So I professionally incorporated speaking into what I do. And then I thought, okay, what else am I overlooking in my career? And I realized product design was one that I just kind of went with the flow. And when an opportunity arose, I went with it, had fun with it. Oh, here's some products. And then this year, I was thinking, I was adding up my royalty checks. And I thought, you know, this is another legit side hustle to this whole brand. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to focus on more product lines, bigger product lines, you know, coming up with goals that make me uncomfortable that seem out of the question and saying, okay, I'm going to go for it. So I think it's really good to take inventory of your experiences and look at your financials and say, okay, what have I been doing in my business that has just kind of come to me, but I haven't put energy? Let me put more energy into that. So that's how the pivoting happened was just by me taking note of these things that were going on. Okay. Yeah. And you're awesome at that. Like when you were at my house a couple years ago, like you and Maya stopped by, you were you're great at it for yourself, but you're also great at it for other people. I remember you were like in the house, like 20 minutes and you were like, and Jennifer, you should have a video series. And you should talk about thrift stores. Yes. And, and I was just like, yes, oh, totally. tell me everything I need to do with my life. So you're, you're awesome at it. You are, you've, oh, everything you've pivoted towards or done are perfect natural progressions for you you are great at speaking and as much as you're great at telling about crafts you're also very you know uplifting and empowering so I think you oh, are thank you well, you're, thank just you also, you're just right <laughs> on the right path well you know speaking of product lines I was gonna I was looking through uh I was stalking you through uh Instagram earlier uh-huh and we're all doing the uh how has the internet aged you or how has 10 years aged you or, you know, the whatever, yeah. whatever challenge, which now, of course, I'm seeing all these things online with people getting paranoid, like, I know, it's just Facebook trying to get facial recognition. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get my tinfoil hat out. Of course, my, <laughs> my tinfoil hat will have pom-poms and glitter on yes. it, but I'll, I'll be safe. But anyway, but you know, I saw in your picture that the 2009 was a picture of you with, I love to create. And I remember that product line because that's when I was doing blog posts and stuff for them. And now your one from currently is with Sizzix. So yeah. how many, so how many product lines have you had? Okay. And then, and then who, who do you currently have product lines with? Okay. So, um, my very first one was years ago, probably like 2002. And that was for Lowe's home improvement store. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. 
it, I mean, they, it just came so fast and I still have samples of it in my closet and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I know. I saw you say that in the post and I was like, geez, you think you know a person? Like I didn't even know about that when I was like, that's a deep dive. Yeah, that is a, a little trivia thing. It was, it was probably around 2003 and they wanted a line of wallpaper and accessories, like a Latino line for kids. And we had maybe a week to put this whole line together and it it went and got manufactured and it cycled through. I think it was like one year that it cycled through and that was it. You know, that was my first taste of manufacturing and it was really exciting. And then the next time was through Duncan Enterprises and I love to create and we did the whole Crafty Chica line and that was eight years in Michael's. And that was amazing. That was such a cool experience. I learned so much, the good, the bad, and the ugly from that. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I still have lots of stuff from that. Yeah, I yeah. Use, I'm here to tell you, your paint still works. Oh, like, awesome. I'm glad I still have that. it. <laughs> <laughs> and what I learned from that was that it wasn't, I should not focus on, even though the paints work good, like paints and glitters and glues, because there's so many options for those. I really needed to focus on design and the number showed it, the sales number showed it. So I knew going forward, any product line that I did wasn't going to be a tool, but it was going to be something that I designed. And then I, um, I'm working. What do you mean by design? Like kind of like, like, um, an iron on patch or scrap of paper, like surface design. I got you. So not like, here's my pair of scissors, more like here's the patch or the sticker or you had those papers. Illustration and drawings, things like that. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. There is this app called Photofy. And I'm one of the licensed designers for there. So I need to promote that more. I hardly, I always forget to promote it, but <laughs> it does really well. It's, you can go in there and, and I have um, a collection of illustrations, little drawings that you can use to add to your pictures. Oh, so fun. yeah, like little hearts and coffee cups and borders and things like that. Sugar skulls, of course. And then um, Sizzix, I have one to three different lines with Sizzix and that has been so fun because it's in the paper arts category and mm-hmm. so it's you know using the die cut machine and there's clean stamps which I use on my clay I don't know what they think about that but... oh, I mean I know but if they're going to work with you they have they, to know, they like, know. Uh, you're going to use their stuff for a million yes, different exactly. unconventional things <laughs> and then I have a line of bisque that is coming out for the paint on pottery industry in in the fall in September I'm not allowed to say which company I'm working with yet but it's uh, in as it gets nearer I'll be able to but yeah so that's like 24 different SKUs of just really cool paint on pottery surfaces that you can go into a paint on pottery store and get a piece of crafty chica bisque you know, painted up and they're just so cool. I cannot wait. And then my vision board one is I have these Amiga angels that I have created and I'm putting, I have a couple different manufacturers interested in doing a giftware line. And I took so much time last year getting it ready and this year it's at the top of my list that's my goal for this year is to get a finished goods giftware line so even though it's not a done deal I still consider it in my list of product lines because I'm manifesting right I was gonna say look at you go you're like gonna manifest that product line I I see what you're doing there I see you yeah well, dang, lady, you're making you're making my head spin. So when you say like, <laughs> let me back up a second. So when you go say like bisque, like does this mean I can like roll up to one of those like paint your own pottery yes. stores? Like I just I just did yes. one of those peg trees at Christmas, which thank oh, you for reminding me. Yes, mm-hmm. they called and told me it had been fired weeks ago, and I still haven't gone to pick it up. So thanks for that friendly reminder, <laughs> yes. Cafe Monet. I'll be right over. Yes, so I'll be able to like roll up and be like, give me the crafty chica special. 
Yes. And I'll be able to like, ooh. Yes. Uh-huh. Or you can okay. come to my house because I'll probably have it all here at my house too, you know, samples and things. And I have an extra table. So ooh, come on don't over. Tempt me. Don't you even tempt me. Oh, my gosh. So- and now that Maya's moved out, we have her room as a guest room. So oh. just saying, just saying. I know I would have stopped by this summer, but I had the, you don't want all of us there. You don't yes. want four of us. My kids would be like, let me touch everything and sprinkle glitter everywhere and chase chihuahuas around the room. Oh but gosh, yes, that would be so fun. You say, you say that, be careful what you wish for. So with the product lines and stuff, and I know it's there. Is oh, yeah, I forgot one. I totally well, forgot ahead. one. I just got to give them a shout out. Um, the Crafters yeah. Workshop Stencils. Oh. So, yes. Yeah, so it's like different stencils. And I actually, you know, it was a couple of years ago and, you know, they had cycled through stores and then they had their inventory. So I bought all the excess inventory and now I sell them in my store in Phoenix. Oh, look at you. I mean, how does one have so many product lines that they're like, wait, I forgot, but here's another one. Oh, you know, you're like I Joy think... Cho. You're <laughs> no, like, hey. I think it's just I can't remember if I'm making band-aids or I'm working for Target. (laughs) I think it's just being in the industry and once you realize that aspect of it, then you can pursue it and you know, just like any other business venture and you know, say, Okay, this year I wanna have a manufactured product line. And then you start looking at companies that match your style that you like, and then go to their website and see who you can get in touch with to find out how to submit for an idea to be able to pitch to them. And yeah, because that's the thing. I think it's a that's what it's always been for me is I'm like, sure, product line sounds great. But I think for a lot of people, it's just like the conceptual part of like, but how does one like get to that point you know I think a lot of people on the outside think people like you or Joy or you know Rachel from Handmade Charlotte people that have product lines I think they in their minds are like it's just something that magically happened you know they don't know the like yeah step one you do this and I mean if it doesn't sell you know like the stencils they did okay they they didn't you know they were not like a grand slam hit And I, the Jamie who owns the company, she said, look, I have these excess stencils and inventory. I bet you a million dollars. If you take all of these, you will sell them like crazy direct from you. And I bought all of them and she was right. Like I sell a lot of stencils now because it's connected to my brand. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things to learn. There's a lot of trial and error. And it's just like when people put out an album or a new movie, it's all about the sales number. So it is mm-hmm. really intimidating. And, but it's, I would say if it's a goal, like definitely look into it. And now that we have social media, what a great way to have a focus group because you oh, can put yeah. up two designs or, or all of your designs and see which one gets the most traction, the most comments. I make a lot of, um, illustrations and I package them up and then when I go to events I'll let people pick one and I really pay attention to which ones they pick first and I'm like those are the ones I'm going to move forward with for product line stuff so you know because I you gotta like you know if you got one shot like that Eminem song you know (laughs) I don't know why I thought of that you just referenced Eminem (laughs) is what you just did I'm so outdated but, I know, it's fine, but I got the reference, so that makes me outdated, that, too. That one, one chance, you know. Yeah, so no, for sure. Prepare ahead of time. Well, and the thing about you is, like, and I think, like, you have to do both. Like, I just posted a quote on my Instagram that was, you know, the gist of it was, it takes a lot more than knowing how to plug in a hot glue gun and string a bead to make mm-hmm. a living in the creative industry and you know and you totally know that it's like sure it's fun to paint pretty pictures and make pottery and sprinkle glitter on this and that but you have to like you obviously do you know have to know how to like run a store run a blog Uh promote it you know do that polling of your customers like what do they like better I mean there's so much more that goes into it than just like like I live in Austin and I would always say like you know before I got into crafts I would write band reviews and interview bands and Mm -hmm. people would put out people would just put out a record and be like I'm just gonna sit back and 
wait for Capitol Records to call yeah. me. And I'm like, I'm like, it's really, it's really not going to work like that right. like, at all. Like you have to market this and exactly. you have to hustle it and mm-hmm. you have to like, let people know it's there and figure out what part of it they like better than the other. So you have to show you up, got to show up to the parties. You know, I look at each social media platform as a party. What is the dish that you're bringing to the party? You want it to be the dish where everyone's like, oh, who made this? Right? <laughs> right? Yes. You don't want to roll up with your store-bought cheese tray. Boy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make that fancy thing. You want to be yep. that standout. No, I totally get that. So, you know, with all the product lines, you know, I know there's so much that goes into it about you know, the contacting people and the getting it going. The other part of it, because I've had lots of false starts on that, as you know, like myself with various companies Mm -hmm. through the years. But, you know, one of the parts that's always blown my mind, and it's the same kind of thing with like writing a book, is it's like you want it to be on trend or relevant, but really like by the time you're coming up with the product line, it's not always like Lowe's where it's like, we've got one week and it's coming. I mean, usually there can be like a year to two Uh year delay before it ever comes out. So, you know, it's really hard to know, like, are are planners going to still be in or people still going to be wanting to learn how to macrame and weave? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you plan ahead for those trends? I think it is a combination of staying true to who you are and what you like to do. And also, I mean, subscribe to like, I subscribe to Pinterest business newsletters. So Mm -hmm. they always release like what the upcoming trends are. Again, I pay attention to what's I look at the explore page all the time on Instagram. I'm talking to my customers um, I pay attention to the different stores and things that, that they have out in their collection. Of course, once it's in the store, that means that it's kind of already on the way out. <laughs> but right. um, it's really a, a balance of all of it because I highly recommend, I listened to this podcast called How I Built This. Mm-hmm, it's I on NPR. And I mean, I get so inspired by it because um I just listened to one yesterday from the lady who invented bliss and Mm -hmm. um, soap and glory and fit flops, you know, the shoes, the fit flop shoes, like she's a serial entrepreneur. And what she said was that you, if you follow a trend that makes, you're not a leader, you're a follower. So Mm -hmm. she said, strive to come up with something that hasn't been done yet, something that's needed in the market. And, you know, she did her skincare line that was affordable and organic and all of that. The shoes she did because she wanted, you know, cute shoes for women that helped with their, she was like a fitness expert and wanted, you know, support for shoes. So she got these scientific shoes, you know, she went through a scientist to get them made correctly. But I really loved what she talked about in every one of those interviews That's what they talk about is, you know, using that term disrupting, like what is the industry that you're disrupting? How Mm -hmm, is it different? And that shows the fist pumper every time I listen to it. I know. I love that podcast. And so it's a balance of a little bit of that, of what hasn't been done yet and what's needed. I'll tell you one product line that I would love to do that I wish would be out there. So you know how board art and signs are so popular right now. Mm-hmm. And also affirmations are very popular, the, the happiness enthusiast type of thing. Well, also finances and money, like people are really getting right with their money and where they want to make money, save money, grow money. And I thought, man, I wish there was a collection of board art that was themed around business that you could hang in your office. So, you know, I did a blog post about it and I made my own signs. (laughs) You need to call like Jen Sincero and be like, so we're going to do a line together with your badass at making money. I'm going to make them cute. You're going to give me the quotes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I, I just got those wood letters and I did them last January and then I shared it again this year. And I just had people like sending me pictures of their own signs that they're making with, you know, big picture vision, self-made, future millionaire, like just all these affirmational vision board type of signs. 
but so that's an idea like you look and see what is popular and then mm-hmm. what part of that hasn't been done yet i'm sorry for my chihuahuas uh, they are totally, that's what I was saying. If my kids came, they'd be chasing their chihuahuas around. So, you know, that's that's part of you. They've made appearances in your art and your product lines yes. many a time. I feel like I know them. Um, no, that's totally, I mean, that's totally the way to do it. You know, I think that you've always done that, kind of seen like what's popular and then putting the, putting put the, I don't know. On it. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you, but you put your distinctive like, crafty chica like Kathy stamp on it and make it make it your own so but I just (laughs) no you always do I guess you know for me sometimes I feel like even my left even my like I'm trying to be more in the middle is so left of center you know sometimes I'll work for like brands or companies and they'll be like you know they'll have to kind of warn me like okay Jennifer like we need to tone down the kitsch. And even when I think I've like toned down the kitsch, like so much, yeah. like this is so middle America, then people will still be like, that's so crazy. That's just like wacky, you know, like sometimes <laughs> no, it's like hard. I'm just like, but I tried. This I is just, so toned down I for me. I am the same way. And I know you are. I, I know you feel my pain. the same way. I have gotten better in the way just because I had like, a couple brands where they paid really well. And when you're self-employed, a self-employed artist, I'm like, okay, I will limit the amount of textured trim. This one <laughs> That's time. exactly what I'm you thinking. Know? For the right paycheck, yes. <laughs> I will skip the pom-pom fringe. Like, it's I a can job, it. you know, it's mm-hmm. a job as a designer. And I actually have a podcast episode about this of really distinguishing the difference between being a designer and being an artist. When you're a designer, you get hired to make that client's product shine in the best light Mm -hmm. for mass appeal. When you're an artist, you can do whatever you want to do. And the, the best case scenario is when you get to marry the two together. But sometimes design jobs, they just, I literally had this one company, they loved Crafty Chica. Um, they loved everything that I did. I was so excited to work with them. They literally broke down the craft project of the all the exact things that they wanted on it and what they wanted it to look like. And it had been from an, an earlier project I did for the newspaper a long time ago, which that's where I really learned how to dial it back a little because it went to out, you know, all over the country mm-hmm. to different people. And so I thought, okay, I still added a little zip to it, my own thing, (laughs) and they liked it, but it's part of the job. You know, when you take on a client and you, you know, it's good to still have your, a bit of yourself in there, but also respect that it's about making their products shine too. And so it's, no, that's, that's a perfect way to look at it. It's, they're two, they're two separate things and you can still be true to yourself and true to your style, but also make your client happy. Exactly. Cause I've seen both sides where people said, well, if you hire me, this is what you're going to get. And then it's like, whoa, you know, this is, I literally sketched out what we wanted from you and you gave me something totally different. I, I'm not going to lie. I've had situations where I've, <laughs> I've done that before, you know, where I'm, I'll like turn it in. They're like, "Oh, wow, okay, this is not what we were expecting." <laughs> like, like that's real nice, that. Kathy. Because I just go down a rabbit hole. I'm human. I'm a crackaholic, yeah. you know. So it happens to the best of us. But you just, you know, I that's what I do. At least as I, I remember, this is all about the client. This is all about the client, and it, that usually works well yeah well you know the other thing stuff down if I'm like oh I you know what I do is I think will I be excited to write an Instagram post about this if there's any hesitation of having to spin it I will not take it because I don't want to do that to you know what I mean so I know which ones are right and which ones are not for me no I mean it's totally true you have to think about it that way like if it involves an Instagram post like are you gonna like put that in your feed like if it's something that you're like I'm gonna slip in 
I'm going to schedule this for Monday night at 3 a.m. <laughs> like if you're ashamed yes, of it, yeah. then like you should probably, you know, listen to those context clues and those signs. Well, you know, one yeah. thing I'll do, like sometimes if I'm like, if I'm feeling the urge really hard to bust up a neon colors and I know I shouldn't is a lot of times like, you know, I've been talking to Alexa, she's going to do the, the podcast and, you know, she's got that awesome PDF about like, all your content, you know, 20 different ways to right. work your content, uh-huh. which is definitely one of my resolutions and goals to do that. But, you know, one of the things I'll do sometimes, and like, here's an example, is like, I had an episode of DIY this and uh, for DIY network, right? And so like, I made that with like a very subtle, like subtle to me, navy, I made these wall pockets and I made it with like a navy print and cork board and, you know, denim and tried to make it like very monochromatic yeah. and very subtle, like not anything that I would ever put in my right. house. Uh-huh. But appreciating you know, other people would like something like that. Exactly. But I have to think of like who my target audience is, but you know, of course on the inside, I'm like, Oh my God, I want to make this so <laughs> like, yes. this would be so awesome. So crazy. So then like for my own blog, there's a version that's like this like crazy like Mm -hmm. kawaii Japanese fabric and then I used oh plastic canvas for the pockets and of course there's pom-pom French so sometimes I'll do that like do the version for the client and then the version like for me it's like my grandma said I gotta let it out or I'll get sick yes it's like I gotta get it out of my system like it's gotta be made exactly I I totally go through that too where you're making it for the client and you go this is so cool I want to make this (laughs) right but like I want to make it like my way they're not gonna like my way so I, I better do it something different all right so on to the next speaking of you know trends and clients and all those kind of things are you going to is that what you're packing boxes for are you going to CHA I am going to creativation it's oh yeah I'm sorry I forget it and I met the guys that run it at Craftcation and I kept calling it CHA and they kept correcting me and I was like I'm sorry I'm old it's a habit (laughs) I I was packing boxes for Etsy orders trying to beat the mailman I missed I was he came early today but um, yeah, Creativation starts tomorrow with all of the speakers. So I'm like speaking on four different panels and judging one of the innovations um, collections. And then Saturday, I'm going to be at my store because we are hosting Mi Vida, which is a very popular Latinx boutique in Highland Park in Los Angeles. They're driving all the way out to have a pop-up shop. We have almost 500 RSVPs for that for Saturday. So Saturday, I'm going to be in the shop all day hanging out with them. And it's going to be an eventful weekend. And then Sunday and Monday at Creativation. I know. Are you? I bet you guys will have like a huge uptick at the store just from people. Yes. You know what I mean? That are yeah. in town that are going to want to stop by. Mm-hmm. I know if I was there, I'd want to stop by. Yeah. Last year at Creativation, we had a lot of people come through. And I think... That is probably, as a designer, one of the best things you can do when you travel around. Find out the boutiques that have locally made art and crafts, Mm -hmm. and you can just really see some innovative things. Things that that you won't find supplies for at Michael's or used in a different way. It's just, you know, the store connected to us. It's um, a candle shop and kind of a modern bohemian tribal kind of shop. They have the coolest things there from things that are were made from all over the world and also locally and soy candles. And it's just fun to get inspired that way. And in our shop, we make everything in our shop. So it's just cool to go and see a different side of the handmade business. No, yeah, I'm surprised, you know, when you told me that this was your your first, like, storefront, I don't know why in my mind it just seemed like something you had, like, already had or, you know, I knew you didn't currently have one, uh-huh. but, you know, like, Mark Montano used to have that store. I don't know why in my mind I'm like, she's had lots of stores through no, the years. No, you know, I've always wanted to, but I always had this limiting belief that it would be too expensive that I would barely survive. I'd be waiting for people to come in, all of these horrible things. And when our kids moved out, Patrick and I were here, we were like home, we call it a space station because it's like (laughs) we were just home all the time making stuff for online orders. 
And my friend, Curtis, who runs um, Galeana 39, the shop that's connected to us, we've been friends since we were in our early 20s. And I had my things in his store and the store connected to him opened up. And he's like, hey, Kathy, you know, you got to book this space and, you know, rent it out. So we hooked it up and it's been almost two years now. And I'm just so happy that actually the way it came about was I let go of the fear. I had to go. This You're going to think this is so crazy. I got <laughs> invited to attend this millionaire women's conference like you could only apply to attend this conference if you made three to five million dollars in your business and Dang. out of those applications they chose 200 millionaires and my friend was the keynote speaker so she was able to get five passes so that we could attend. She just, she's like, I don't want you to go to sell anything or just listen, just listen. And that conference blew me away. I showed up with three ideas and I sat with these women, all successful women, failure, success, all of it mixed together. Bottom line, their made, their businesses made three to $5 million. And they helped me map out my list for the shop. So I came home and two weeks later, the space became available lower than the price I had written on my wish list. And it was beyond anything. I got exactly what I wanted. And I really feel that if you have a goal, no matter how big it is or crazy it seems, map it out, sit down and turn it into a to-do list, reverse engineer of your end goal, and then work backwards of how you get there. And it changed our lives. You know, I, I realized that, wow, this isn't a business of, oh, how much do I need to make to survive? This is a business where, wow, I can triple my income if I play my cards right and do that. It's a legit business. There's other people who are successful at it. And that's what we've been doing. So it, it's been like a, an, an unexpected, you know, event that came up that turned, we were just going to try it for a year. And now this week, we're going to be signing an extended lease on it to make it. Permanent. I mean, it seems it's such a perfect fit for you guys, because like, A, you're all such people, you know, you're so good at people. But then B, I know, like, at least Patrick used to be, I'm assuming he still is. You guys are both like so prolific. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can only put so much stuff on Etsy. If you're sitting around making 20 Mason jar right. sleeves and going through a gazillion pounds of clay, mm -hmm. it's like, you got to have somewhere to put exactly. it on the shelf and sell it. And it sounds like it's going hand over fist. Yeah. And I love social, you know, putting stuff on social. I love that we get a lot of out of town people that come through and we've worked, you know, I reached out to the city of Phoenix and the tourism board so that we get on the list where people can, when they come through Phoenix, it's a stop that they have to see. And I mean, we literally, one day we had this guy come in and he looked at everything and he bought like $500 worth of art and then had to ship it. And he just was on his lunch break from a conference. He was there for one day and he goes, I heard this is where I need to go to buy um, art by Latino artists, you know? And so we're like, okay. <laughs> and then he, he just bought a painting from Patrick. Like that was what I boxed up today was now he follows our, all of our feeds and pays attention to when we post a new painting or whatever it is, you know, it, it's just, I love social media. It's just, such a great compliment to any business to have that ability mm -hmm. to reach people. No, it, it totally is. I mean, I don't even know, like I try, I think about like you and I've been around long enough, like pre social media. Uh -huh. It's like, it was oh my, my gosh, space. Like, yeah. Even like, exactly. I, cause I, yeah, I because you know MySpace used to be my biggest refer and then they decided naughty secretary club was a porn site and then they banned me really and I mean yeah they did and I it was it was right that. about the same time I had Tallulah and I was kind of quitting anyway yeah but yeah I mean that cut off from that I mean imagine if like today Instagram was like mm -mm, no more yeah. you can't talk about, you can't link to your site I mean it would right. kill your business yeah so I mean to me that was my first like early indicator of like whoa social media is like yeah it can go either way 
Exactly. It can make or break you, mm-hmm. especially in, in today's world. Yeah. So do you like at the store, I've only got a couple more questions. Sure. So I won't keep you any longer. Um, at the store, like how much, I know lately you've gotten super into clay. I know you have the line of bisque, mm-hmm. but I've just noticed through your social channels that you have, you have fallen in love with the clay. It's like, are you friends with um, Heidi Kinney? You know what I'm talking about from My Paper Crane? No. Uh-uh. I, you would know her if you saw her stuff. She makes those, like, she used to make the plushies. It's like a oh, donut yes, with yes, eyeballs. Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. we've all been at the same Renegade Craft yes. Well, she's like you. Like, lately, she's gotten super into pottery and mm-hmm. ceramics and just automatically just gravitated towards it and is amazing. So with it, with your store, do you, is there mostly, I mean, I know you have a little bit of everything, but yeah. how much of it is your ceramics? Um, you know what? A good portion of it is, you know, is a little bit of everything. Mugs are like the top seller. I sell a lot of mugs. I sell a lot of Amiga angels <laughs> because I write phrases on them, empowering phrases or your word of the year, that kind of thing. Um, and that's what you're trying to get the product line for. Yes. Yeah. Are the I angels. Okay. Line. And my thing with Amiga angels is I just got tired of seeing sad angels or faceless angels or little kid <laughs> angels. There's, there that's was true. no cool, happy angels. And I'm like, my angels are excited to to help me. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I'm like, I don't believe angels are so stressed out for everything. Like, so <laughs> I started making happy angels and calling them Amiga angels. And wow, that, you know, when you do something and then instantly, you know, this is what I need to be doing. Oh my God, this is taking off. This is, you just feel it in your gut. Uh So that's what I've been working on in the past year with that. But yeah, at the store, we have a lot of jewelry. We have a lot of um, Patrick's painting sculptures, um, prints, magnets, um, original canvases, a lot of mixed media. Emily Costello, she is an amazing artist. She does the artwork for the lottery tickets for the state of Arizona. And so her, we have fancy. a lot of her. Yeah, it's super fancy. So she has her things. And you know what's cool about our space is that because we're artists, we're always making new things. So every time people go in, there's new stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we'll like if I'm running low on mugs, I'll make more mugs, but they won't necessarily be all the same design. And I do have repeat designs that I do, but it all depends on what my mood is, you know. <laughs> and I'll, I'll like, like uh, yesterday in Michael's, I, um, the nine to five song was on, and oh. I heard Dolly Parton. I know, pour myself a cup of ambition. I'm like, oh my God, I need to paint a mug that says cup of ambition. Yeah, <laughs> so you do. And then you need to the mail it to right me. Now. That's what's in the kiln right now. I will totally I love mail it. one to you. You never know if you're going to put one of those cling stamps on your mug and uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Everyone's, yeah. and all, do you sell? What I want to know is, so you do sell things from other people. You guys do you know wholesale what? orders? We don't, we don't. Okay. Um, so it's just the three of us. It's y'all. just the three of us. And our thinking was that we we all did a lot of vendor shows. And then in between vendor shows, stuff would sit in bins at our house or in the garage or wherever. And we thought, well, why not just have a, our own vendor show all the time with the store? And, <laughs> you know, and, and then so that's what we do. It's all of the three of ours work. We do have a few import things because um, I recently went to Mexico City and then to San Miguel de Allende. And let me tell you, 20 pesos to the dollar. There is some good deals over there. So oh, I'm I sure. brought like back, all that like yes. Oaxacan embroidery and those. I, I brought like know, um, silver jewelry and just like a, little things like that, you know. And mm-hmm. um, so it's a little bit of that. But I think someday, probably soon, I'm going to start ordering merchandise that's not ours to have in there Mm -hmm. because it is definitely picking up. And I noticed that um, my blog traffic was down for this past year because I didn't blog as much because I was making stuff for the store. 
And just everything generally, you know, was a little bit slower because I put so much into the store. And so I'm re-strategizing this year where I'm like, you know what, I think we're ready to order merchandise. And, you know, because I'd say, I want to have Latinx greeting cards. Oh, instead of ordering from a company, I'll just design them myself. And then here it is a year later. I have not had time to design a card like, (laughs) so maybe I'll just go ahead and order them. Yeah, and some of that stuff, you know, like, especially, like, selling wholesale, because I used to do that a little bit with, I had some wholesale jewelry that I sold on Naughty Secretary Club, and, you know, that can be a nice, like, supplement, you know, when you start, when you start to do that, and then selling other people's stuff, you know, it goes both ways. If you sell somebody else's stuff who has a giant social media following, and then they, you know, put a shout out that, like, oh, hey, my stuff is in this store, then that can be you know, good yeah. both ways. But I, I understand it's also a big, it's another pain in, pain in the butt. It's more paperwork. and Yeah. It's so far, it's been easy just having our stuff. And yeah. That's I might... a lot to manage. Even that's a lot to manage. But, you know, we do want to expand because the, the space, the building that we're in, um, there's, you know, God willing, knock on wood, there, there's going to be like a popular coffee house moving in. And that's going to bring a lot more foot traffic. So we're already thinking, okay, how do we get ready for that? (laughs) I know you. Write it down. Make it happen. I don't know who you're working for or who you sold your soul to, (laughs) but whatever you're doing is working. So I got, well, one of the reasons I was asking, like, do you sell other things? Like I saw you posted that um, Maya is on an air freshener. I was like, do you carry the line of I Maya will air now. fresheners? I totally will now. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I want to live on an air freshener. That's amazing. Isn't that so cool? So that is from um, Fuchila Fresheners. They are in, uh, just a wonderful husband and wife couple who, um, Ruben, who runs it, he, the designer, he works for Google. He's a designer over at Google. And this is his side business, but it's probably enough to be a full-time business. Well, we were at Hispanicize and he had a contest for, he got um, the cast from Beto Like at BuzzFeed where Maya's on and everyone mm-hmm. voted for who they wanted to have made into an air freshener. And so Maya won. So they made her. You must be so proud. (laughs) My daughter is on an air freshener. You know, you've made it. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. But it is like, you know, talking about Maya for a second, it is so amazing to see like all the things she's doing. I'm like, man, y'all just raise those kids. Right. Y'all got some, I can just remember seeing them at like renegade craft fair and places like that. Now remember, well, look, look at that little celebrity. <laughs> look at your kids. They're next. I mean, I mean, I'm seriously, have you, have you seen the Tallulah pre show? Yes. Like, that child's about yes. to like take my title. She's about to take my job. She is a natural. And I mean, <laughs> how fun to grow up in a creative household and find your own path for creativity. Both of the kids, they were raised helping me with everything. And I just love that now, you know, Maya, she turned Maya in the moment into, you know, working at BuzzFeed full time in LA. D'Angelo, he has a full time job, but he has his site, The Geek Life. And mm-hmm. it's all around cosplay. And and for anyone that, that hasn't heard the story, when they were 16, I bought them each their own URL webs in their website. I put a website up for them and Maya chose Maya in the moment and D'Angelo chose the geek life. And here they are years later. And it's, you know, Maya turned hers into a full-time thing. Same with D'Angelo with all the work he puts into it. So I think there's a lot to be said of our kids and training them at an early age to think like an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. No, I totally, I mean, Tallulah's homesick today with strep throat. Bless her heart. But she's, well, she's on the mend, you know, she's, she's well enough to have a little sass with me, but I already was like, so mommy will pay you to paint these little wood squares silver so I can turn them into a disco ball planter, you know, Uh like I'm already like (laughs) trying to get that side hustle going. Go ahead and do this. Like, I know it's really about helping them find their way because, oh my God, with Maya, when I would make stuff and I'd have her model it for me. She would be like, can you hurry and take the picture? And I'm like, can you smize a little? Can you pop a hip? Like, 
Exactly. This will go a lot faster. I know. If exactly. Good. If you would just give me something to work with. You know? I know. I, so no. many times have I like been yes. screaming at my kids to like smile for the picture yes. so I can post the blog post of like, look at my happy life and my adorable kids. Like, meanwhile, nobody knows behind the scenes. I'm like, if you just smile, you like we can be done tears. with this. <laughs> Act like you like this outfit. <laughs> top model you know what Tyra would say about your pose right now but now that she's over at BuzzFeed like she knows she's always popping the pose like now she gets it and it's on her terms I I know I love it I'm just like look at her go I just have the hopes and dreams for Tallulah (laughs) to be on her own air freshener one day in Baxter (laughs) oh that's so so funny All right. Well, my last question is, you know, because I got to tie the name in, like, because everybody's like, why did you call it Creative Queso? But for me, it's because like in Austin, like we would, it seems like a lot of times, like when you get together with other girlfriends to talk about business, you always like a bowl of queso is involved in a margarita. And so my hot burning question that I'm trying to ask everybody is where would one go for a great bowl of queso in Phoenix? Or is queso like even popular there? Oh, yeah, we have... We have stuff everywhere. Um, Barrio Cafe, La Santissima. Um, oh, um, Roland's Public Market. I will just say I recently made nachos with chorizo and lots of queso. That was delicious. Yum. Yeah, that was good. But um, yeah, there's we have a lot of places here. So I, those are my favorites. Barrio Cafe, oh. La Santissima. Um, uh, Roland's Market, Taco Chiwas. Over here, it's all about tacos. We have like tacos everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, we do in Austin too. There's like an ongoing debate between like Austin and San Antonio over like who's got better tacos, <laughs> who's got better like breakfast burritos. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like this like we do no we do so it's super popular here but like tomorrow i'm interviewing somebody from chicago and i'm like do they have queso there and then i was thinking about like canada like who knows it's a good way to find out yeah because i know that they have like those like cheesy french fry mm-hmm. like poutine or something weird like yeah. that so i was just like i don't know is queso big in phoenix or is that a tex-mex thing you know what? Now I know. Now I can sleep at night yes. because I know yes. that, yes, in fact, queso is popular in Phoenix. And next time I go, I know where to get it. 2019. Exactly. It on, on the agenda. I will. If I will. I'll make people, it out. There. I have this friend in, she's in San Francisco and she wrote me one day and she said, can I just come hang out with you for a couple days? And she did. She like flew out here and she's a good friend, you know, and, and, you know, she, she helped me with stuff that I needed, but we made, we like crafted our guts out. (laughs) And then we have this awesome healer lady here. So she like spent the day with her, but whenever you're ready, just let me know. I don't know. You kind of, you and your good mojo, and now you've got a healer and queso and <laughs> an extra pottery table. Yes. You're kind of speaking my love language yes. right now. Exactly. <laughs> Mama does need a vacation. Yes. That does sound pretty good. A couple days. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Well, I will get back to you about that. But in the meantime, thank you so much thank for taking you. the time to talk to me. Thank I'm so glad we got to catch up. Awesome friend. And you too. Inspiration to so many women and creatives out there jennifer i love everything you do and the way you you too have like evolved your business and stay true to who you are and celebrate your gifts all of that so congratulations on that stop it i'm in my dirty closet (laughs) blushing right now my head barely fits in case you were wondering yes Kathy Conomario is really that sweet and that nice. You kind of just want to hug this podcast right now, don't you? I walk away from every conversation with Kathy feeling inspired creatively, spiritually, and businessy. Is that a word? Businessy? Find Kathy at craftychica.com and on Instagram at craftychica. Also, be sure to check out her podcast, The Crafty Chica Show, on iTunes and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. You know, since you're there already, be sure to leave a comment and review of this episode. I'd love to know what you think. As always, thank you so much to Mariah Gossett for producing 
this podcast to my talented husband, Chris Beck, for kicking out the jams that you hear. We can hang out all week long and be BFFs all the time. You can find me at creativequeso.com and at creativequeso on all my social channels. Plus, there is always jenniferperkins.com, and I'm at jenniferperkins on Instagram. I kind of have dual lives, if you think about it. Thank you for listening. Remember to leave a comment and a review. Every single one helps support this side hustle, and I will talk to you guys soon.